Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. Normally, when I think about a wood stove, I think about cold winter nights and heating up some oil to make some fresh popcorn. But in the latter part of the 18th century, two brothers used a wood stove for a completely different reason. They wanted to create a vehicle that would fly into the sky. They were inventors. But like Thomas Edison, inventing something requires perseverance through both failures and successes. By demonstrating with a light paper bag, they recognized that when it was filled with hot smoke, it would naturally rise into the air. And they began by creating models using paper bags and cloth. And in 1782, the Montgolfier brothers created a model which rose to a height of 75 feet. Their success caused them to make a much larger one, which lifted off to 600 feet above the earth. They eventually went on to build the first hot air balloon, which was powered by an iron stove, and it burnt straw and wool. One of their balloons reached high up in the sky, climbing to 6,000 feet. And this reminds me of the Christian life. Just like hot air will cause a balloon to rise up into the sky, pride can do the same thing. It can elevate somebody high above God and others. It causes them to become so lofty that they look down upon others. Pride can cause somebody to become so arrogant that they refuse to confess faults. Pride is very dangerous because the higher they climb, the further they're going to fall. Proverbs 16, verse 18, pride goeth before destruction, and an haughty spirit before a fall. What is pride? Well, pride is an overinflated opinion of one's own ability and worth. It's uh, an inordinate feeling of superiority and being better than others in talents, beauty, wealth, etc. Pride causes somebody to become pretentious. And in this state, they attempt to impress people by claiming their own importance above others, especially uh, when exaggerated and undeserved. I've always called it the I'm better than you syndrome. And this is the way the proud Pharisee felt towards others. He was so lifted up by his own pride and his own self-righteousness that he was oblivious of his own sinful condition. Look at Luke chapter 18, beginning of verse 9 says, and he spake this parable on a certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. The Pharisee was so filled with pride that he refused to recognize his own faults, and he wouldn't accept the fact that he was a sinner like the rest of us. We can never truly repent of sin and become new and obedient creatures towards Christ until we first accept the fact that we are sinners. In order to move on to perfection, 
in order to go and sin no more, in order to become overcomers of the carnal nature, we must humbly accept our faults and our own shortcomings. Pride is a foothold of the devil because he doesn't want to admit fault. The devil cannot say, I'm sorry, but will usurp over others, exalting himself in his own self-righteousness. Let me explain this fact to you today. Scriptures are clear that none of us are righteous, and we have all come short of the glory of God. And unless people repent and accept the truth, they're going to perish. Romans 3, beginning of verse 9, says, What then? Are we better than they? No. In no wise. For we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Psalms 14 verse 1 says they are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Uh, Ecclesiastes 7 verse 20, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good, and sinneth not. And Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. Ultimately, in the Christian life, we want to move on unto perfection. We want to become pleasing unto God, which means obedience and doing His will. Before that ever comes to pass in our lives, you need to come to grips with what you are so that you can change. Paul completely renounced pride and self-righteousness in his own life. Look at Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 4, says this, Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I am more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, on the Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ, yea, doubtless. And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith." It is pride that causes a person to miss out on God's forgiveness. Pride is a precursor to destruction. Proverbs 11 verse 2 says, When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. Proverbs eighteen twelve, Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. Some people will celebrate with laughter and joy, while the truth is, they should be weeping because of their willful impenitence. God's going to punish them. Proverbs 16, verse 5, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. God grants grace to those who are humble in his presence. James 4, verse 6, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud but giveth grace unto the humble. Colossians 3, verse 12 says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. 
To find forgiveness in the sight of God and others, it requires humility. Forgiveness is, it's not given to everybody. It is given to those who are humble. Pride will refuse to apologize, and it's the trap of the devil. When we humble ourselves obediently to the will of God, he will lift us up. 1 Peter 5, beginning at verse 5, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Just as they discovered hot air would rise, pride has been doing the same thing in people's lives for thousands of years. It causes impenitence and a refusal to repent and to reconcile with others. Pride is extremely dangerous because the higher you go, the further you're going to fall. And this is a work of God and the punishment for those who are filled up with hot air. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you all, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then. Bye-bye, everybody.